Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. <laughs> Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. It's good to be back, Renee. Yeah. It really is good to be back. It seems like I haven't been here in a while. Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, Not even sh- though I was here just a couple of days ago. Right. But I haven't been here with you. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been about eight days. Eight days? Yeah, I think so. God, it seemed longer. It seemed longer? Well, yeah. you, you went out Wish- of town. Yeah. You were <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that made it seem longer. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but being out of town, going uh-huh. out of town, uh, I went to our new airport. Oh, oh, tell me about that. And new Orleans has an international airport now. Right. And um, It was a I big went, clusterfuck, right? Well, it opened. Or initially to, it was. Yeah, it was very crowded, and they didn't know what the hell they were doing. There was like three-hour lines and security, oh. and it, it, basically for the first t- 10 days. So I had a friend of mine who was flying out this past Tuesday on a 7 a.m. flight, and he told me that, he barely made his flight. He got there at 5 a.m. Jesus. He barely made his flight. Ugh. My flight was at like 2.30. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking to myself, I got to get there at least three hours earlier. Oh, my it's God. It's a Friday. Jesus. Three hours. And I'm just carrying on a bag. You know, uh-huh. I travel light. Okay. I do Joe Strummer type of traveling. I just wear the same suit the whole weekend. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not changing or anything like that. That's what Joe used to do. Just bring a toothbrush and, and a just, tube of toothpaste. Well, he'd buy one when he arrived in town. Oh, okay. Right, right on. That, you know. Yeah. But now with security and all that, you know, you got to do all sorts. Anyway, I get there three hours earlier, and the cabbie, very nice guy named Emmett. Okay. And he was complaining that there's only one way in and one way out. Oh. Which is a big problem, apparently. So is it totally different roads? It's like you're not... Well, you remember there? how you used to go to the airport, and before you got to Loyola, there was that big ramp that kind of just went to the, you know, mm-hmm. off of Williams Boulevard, right, and, right. Go, and then you went to the airport. You right. have to pass that now okay, and go in through Loyola huh. and cross over veterans to get the airline to get into the airport. Oh, right by uh, Airline Adult Books there. Yes, <laughs> which I wish you would have stopped there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I had three hours to... What happened is I had so much... I got there, no problem. He's like, whoa, you're lucky, Mr. Manny. You're lucky. And I got through security like in 15 minutes. Really? Well, it took a little... It could have been like five minutes, but what happened was, you know, you have to take off your shoes. Uh-huh. And it, that's always a problem <laughs> for me. Because like they don't give you a chair to sit down and take off your shoes. Uh-huh. You got to stand up and take off right. your shoes. <laughs> balance on one yeah, leg. And, balance, and I'm an old man. <laughs> you, you just know? sit on the ground. And so do what it. happened was I went. I got my left shoe off pretty, you know, fine. Uh-huh. But the right shoe, I pulled the, st- I pulled, you know, my shoelace, and it gets in a knot. You know how that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, right. You know, yeah. you, you pull the ro- you pull it the wrong way, or something, right. and it comes into a knot. So now it's in a knot. <laughs> oh Jesus. And and the TSA people are going, come on, come on. And I was like, well, my shoes in a knot. And the people behind me want to get through, uh-huh. but they can't because, you know, I'm next in line. Finally, you know, I, I, I get down there and I, and I finally get it out. The knot. So you couldn't get your shoe off without taking the, the shoelaces. No, I mean, too no, tight. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't too slip tight. it off. I would have started screaming and yelling and causing a scene probably. You know, it was that tight. And that's, right. you know. So anyway, I get through that. Uh, okay. And so now I go, wow, my flight's not till 2.30. It's like 12, it's, it's like 11.45. Oh, jeez. So I have all this time to go. So well, I'm going to walk around. Uh-huh. 
see this new airport. Okay. This billion dollar international airport. So it's all completely new. There's it's no, there's completely. nothing of the old airport is no, used. That's gone. That's that's like you know that's going to be. I think they're going to destroy it or de- demolish wow. it or I don't know what they're going to do with it. Oh man. But now I'm walking around the new international airport at New Orleans. Okay. And they have all these restaurants, New Orleans restaurants, mm-hmm. and. I'm walking around, and I see um, they have Midway uh, Pizza, which is our friend Steve Walters. Yeah, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I go, wow. Wait, wait, that's not his last name. It's Watson. Steve Watson. Watson, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Steve Watson. Yeah. Midway Pizza. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, so anyway. So I'm walking around. I said, well, I'll go in here and have a drink, you know, a beer or something. We'll kill some time. Because they have a Mondo there, too. Okay. Susan Spicer's restaurant, right. which closed on Lakeview, right. which is one of my favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. And um, so I go, I'll eat lunch at Mondo. I'll have a drink here at the pizza. And who do I see in, in the kitchen? It's Steve. Oh. And he's flipping pizza pies up oh, in the really? air and stuff like that. I'm going, this is strange. Why? You know, he's the owner of this place. Right. Why is he at the airport flipping pizzas? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so I'm sitting there having this beer, watching the sports center on the TV there. And I, all of a sudden he comes out because I was going to go say hi to him when I left. But mm-hmm. he comes out to deal with the, somebody at the register. And he's like, I go, Steve, it's Manny. What are you doing? He goes, Manny. And he, he was sweating. <laughs> yeah. He looked like he'd been there for like two days. Uh-huh. And he had sauce all over his face. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I mean, really. It's he comes combat up, he goes, duty over there. He goes, oh, and he gives me a big hug. I haven't seen this guy. I haven't spoken to this guy like in at least eight years, seven, uh-huh. eight years. I go, you all right, man? He goes, he goes, you know, he goes, I'm tired, man. I got no one here to work this. You know, just like the airport and like many like malls and stuff, there's one company running all the restaurants. Uh-huh. Even though they're brand name, New Orleans brand names restaurant. Really? They, yeah. They're staffed it's their by menu, another company? It's okay. staffed by another company. Huh. And apparently, he had to go in there because they haven't hired enough people. Oh, Jesus. So the owner, you know, he just thought, yeah, you could have my brand name for my restaurant. Here are my recipes for the pizza. And it will train these people to do it. And I can go home, you know, and right. sit, you know, and just collect the money uh-huh. and give them a percentage. Right. Some company called Delta South or something okay. was running the whole con- all the food court at oh, the airport. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, well, that happens. It happens a lot. Like at, right. at where I work, all the food is run by one company, even though mm. it's all different types of food and, and, and uh, uh, fast food restaurants. And okay. Stuff. It's all one company running right. it. And um, so he was just tired. I, I said, well... I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with all that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I had lunch at Mondo, which is a great place. Yeah. I don't know if you ever went there. Yeah, yeah. We've been yeah. there many times. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love that place. I'm sad to see it go. Uh, so the airport's beautiful. I mean, it really is a nice place. Okay. They got kinks to work out, just well, like ho- anything. Hopefully, hopefully they get all those worked yeah, out because I got to yeah. fly out there like uh, the first weekend in December, and I'm not looking forward to uh, any sort of nightmares. Right. It's, it shouldn't be a big, well, busy just, weekend that, that well, weekend. Well, let's hope not. Yeah, um, yeah. But then the most annoying thing was is that where my gate was, you know, I, I bought a magazine because mm-hmm. I don't I don't read off the porn. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. I wish they would have sold some. <laughs> yeah. They didn't sell any. They had. Uh, I was going to get one of those fitness magazines. Oh, okay. You know, just to see the hard bodies. Right. But I decided not to. No. I bought USA Today instead. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> the nation's newspaper. Because they have they have the word search, which I love. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't have. 
pegged you for a word, word search guy. Seek and find. Yeah. I also love the jumble. You ever do the jumble? <laughs> I love the jumble. I see the jumble. But you see the jumble. You just can't do it. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not good with that. You know? You're not good with the jumble. No. You know, my, my, do you ever play Scrabble? I have once. My wife twice. is crazy for Scrabble. She's so good at it that yeah. long ago I realized that I can only play Scrabble with her if we don't keep score because oh, okay. it's too yeah. humiliating right, for yeah. me to... See, to that's <laughs> why I quit playing because there's always someone who's <laughs> way too serious about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. triple word score oh, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. And it's yeah, she'll like, use all yeah. of her letters, get the 50-point bonus. Man, you know, it's, it's, it's not like fun I had a friend me. of mine and when I was growing up. We used to play chess together. Mm-hmm. And when he would see that he was losing, he would just... like. Throw the whole board off <laughs> and laugh about it. Yeah. That's how I feel about Scrabble. Okay. I just want to throw the board and right, right, and say I don't use verbs. Okay. <laughs> Usually, what I'll do is I'll, I'll get someone who likes to play Scrabble over there at my house to play with my wife, uh-huh. and they'll play, and I'll make drinks and play. And you records. play with his wife? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I make drinks and uh, oh, okay. play records. Oh, okay. While yeah, they play yeah. Scrabble, and then we all yeah. chat, and it yeah. takes you know several hours for them to finish one game, but right. then I don't have to be involved. I had with a the friend Scrabble. of mine back in LA. He used to play uh, speed Scrabble. Huh. Where the they timer. Had, he, yeah, where uh, he'd like take a hit of crack. Okay. And then they try to play the game, and then you know, and then they take another hit and stuff like that. But let me get back to the airport real quick, right, right, and then we'll right, close right. out. Okay. So you know, I, I'm killing all this time. Um, and finally, I go to the gate. So I'll get to the gate. And I'll read the paper, or whatever. And there's a bar right near my gate. There's lots of places to go, shop mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there's this little bar. It's like, a, but it's like the one bar that has a stage. There's huh. a little stage there. Okay. And there's this guy up there, and he's singing all these like New Orleans, Louisiana songs, like you know, right? That you know. Sure, sure. I don't. I can't name them. But he's singing them all on the banjo. Okay. Oof. The banjo, and you know. It was the most annoying thing ever. It's, it's not Alex McMurray. No, it wasn't okay. Alex McMurray. <laughs> okay. I don't know who this guy was. He looked like my waiter that I had in, in, in the layover flight in Houston. No, I don't know who he was. Okay. But he, uh, you know, he's playing these New Orleans songs or, you know, like, uh, like he did like, who's that going to play Beat Them Saints or the Who Dat song uh-huh. on the banjo. Okay. And it's just not working. Yeah. Banjo's loud as shit, though. Yeah, I mean, and, it really, and, really and, cuts and, through. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I think I tweeted on, the, on our, on our uh, account okay. and said, MSY looks great, except for this fucking banjo player. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> it was just awful, you know? So anyway, uh, how have you been? Oh, I've been good. <laughs> been, been good, Manny. I was trying to think what, what I even did this week when you were gone. I don't know. I, just, I, was, I was just pining for you. Um, no, I, I didn't have a very eventful week, uh, I, I don't think. I did approach, uh, well, we can get into some of this other stuff. Uh, you know, we, uh, we should get to our guest here because she's, okay. she's fascinating. Um, she, she does, uh, she's a multi-talented. She's a singer. She's a writer. She's an actor, a director. Um, she, she's a, a patient advocate. Uh, she's a jujitsu practitioner. Does all these things. And we'll get to all this stuff. Uh, without further ado... Miss Kimberly Kay. Welcome, Kimberly. Hey, gentlemen. Hey. Troubled gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. So, uh, I first met you through Michael Cerverus. You you are partners with him in the Loose Cattle Band. You, yes, sir. You, 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 he and 
you and he started the band together. We did. And, we uh, did. He's, he's the Johnny to my June. Okay. There yeah. you go. And, uh, and, and, but you're from New Jersey and moved down here. How long ago did you move down here? Uh, let's see. I started working in New Orleans uh, about half the year part-time, just uh, whether it was doing writing or directing or coming down to do shows in 2013, 2014. Was so that- like half the year here, uh, half the year in New York. Um, and then as time went on, I was like, why do we still live in New York? This uh-huh. place sucks. <laughs> so, and you're it's married. It's also really expensive. Yes. Uh, yeah. Prohibitively expensive, yeah. devoid of culture, looks like a, a shopping mall version of itself or a, like yeah. a Vegas hotel version of its former self. Yeah. Um, and uh, New Orleans started to give like the carrying call. So, see, I lived answered. in New York in the, in the mid 80s where. Um, it was still kind of taxi driver still. Yes, yes. Uh, you still had the smell of urine everywhere yes. in the subway. And it was right at that peak, you know, New York was broke and they were rehabilitating the city and stuff. And it was very cool. And then I went back like 10 years later and I was like, what the fuck happened? Here? Yeah, it's, it's been, you know, as a Jersey kid, you go into the city constantly. Yeah, when you yeah, play yeah, hooky, yeah. you go in there. Yeah. You, you, you see all, you but I, lost, I didn't yeah. move to New York properly until, uh, unfortunately, the week of 9 11. Oh. So my, my first full week as a New York resident was, uh, was during that time. And wow, no kidding. It's, yeah. It's, uh, that was my third day of undergraduate freshman orientation when the towers fell, oh, uh, which was. we could witness from our dorm. Which so, school? Uh, Wagner College, which is at the very top of a very heavily mafia-populated hill in Staten Island. Okay. It's right across the harbor from Lower Manhattan, so we had a panoramic view oh, of Lower oh, Manhattan wow, wow. and uh, saw the planes hit. And, oh, my God. Uh, you actually were, saw them hit? Yes, we did. Oh, yeah, wow. we did. We had these huge picture windows in the dorm, and they looked directly onto the towers. It was mm. kind of like a selling point. Like, come to Wagner. You're right there, but you, you're, you're still there. slightly separated. But you're safe. But yeah, yeah. And then you're like, that's, that's, that's a jet plane crashing oh into the, the skyline that you sold to us. So cool. So your first reaction, well, that, that's amazing. That's got to be an accident. And then another one goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did. There were about 14 of us lined up looking out the glass. And we were like, surely this is the most terrible accident. This will be all over the news. And, and then the like, second one happens. And you know, you're 17 or 18 years old at that point. Your brain's not fully developed. You don't have a lot of world experience. And you're right. like... Well, that's weird. And then it slowly dawned, and you're like, "That's not weird. That's yeah. that's oh, I just witnessed oh, something that people are probably going to talk about for the rest of my life." And right. then you're like, "How do I process that? My brain's not fully developed. I don't know how to process any of this." Right. So, drugs turned out to be the answer for that <laughs> for a period <laughs> of time. That was my next question. Was yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Was, there was a lot yeah. of substance Alcohol, abuse yeah, for for yeah. about three or four months after that. But it had to be tremendously traumatic to see that because then, cause then you, you see you know everything that went on after that those people were trapped in there and you're standing I imagine you're still watching what's going on not only did we watch what was going on but um, they shut down the, the exit to the five boroughs so uh, we couldn't get on or off the island those of us who lived close enough to home to go back home we couldn't go home because mm-hmm. there was no way off the still? island uh, no we went to the first class and then they were like well, this is wait, everybody go back to your <laughs> right, dorm rooms yeah, yeah. just we try not to get into too much class. the teachers couldn't teach no one could function yeah. no one knew what was going on but they started using our ice hockey rink uh, to bring bodies oh over so they were using oh, wow. the ferries to bring bodies from lower Manhattan over oh, and they were Jesus. keeping them chilled in our, our college ice hockey oh rink oh. that's you know and that's like one of your formative educational experiences like your first week really living away from mom and dad you're like well holy moly 
that's a, I've had a full experience. That's for sure. <laughs> this, this. <laughs> wow. Wow. Man. Um, yeah. yeah. So where from Jersey are you? I am from Freehold, New Jersey, proper Springsteen country. Okay. My dad okay. went to high school at Springsteen. Really? So, oh, really? yes. Yeah. He said he had was he a, a boss back then. He wasn't a boss. He was uh, dirt poor, made fun of often and really? was uh, chastised and yelled at by kids for having body odor issues. Um, oh. That's that's kinda what my like dad Renee. remembers I about remember that. Renee was yeah, that. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He still has body odor issues. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. we, we call Very it more well of, it's, uh, it's more of an allure you know it's it's uh, yeah now, do you like Springsteen as a as okay music? I need to be honest um, as a person from Freehold New Jersey I deeply appreciate his storytelling his uh-huh. ability to represent people that I recognize as my people his ability to weave nostalgia in I do not listen to a lot of Springsteen drives me crazy well no I, I, I feel that I like I like when he he has those slow songs that tell stories and stuff. Yes. But when yes. he tries to rock, I can't stand it. Yeah. I can't uh, stand when he tries to rock. You know, it's kind of uh, like the Eagles. The Eagles are the same way. You know, classic rock Eagles. I-, I can't listen to them rock. But when they have their, like, Tequila Sunrise song or New Kid in Town, I'll be like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's the way yeah. I feel about Spring. And I mean, if you're too. wasted enough, like, Life in the Fast Lane will get uh, people yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. ramped I, up. I like you know? that one. Yeah, it's got I, that I great line. That. One yeah, thing in common, they had, they were, we were good in bed. Or yeah, they were no, good in, yeah, that's right. And terminally pretty, like, is a great line. Like, she was terminally pretty. It was a right. great right. line. But as for Springsteen, when he, like, I remember in high school, he just exploded. You know, I went to high school in the, in the late 70s, and mm-hmm. he exploded on the scene. I'm going, I don't like this at all. It seemed like there was a bell in every song, like a bell ringing or something like that in every song. Not right, a cowbell. Right, no, they used those like tubular bells, like yeah. the, the yes. orchestral bells. Right, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. I was like, what the fuck is this? Right, what right. Is, it's, it's like kind of grandiose. Like, like yes. Nebraska. Have you ever heard that record of his? It I came have out not, in the late, actually. It's nothing but ballads. Uh, it's, and it's and his stripped great, down. It's yeah, his yeah, yeah. greatest record ever, yep. I think. Yep. Okay, you know? now, that one I'll check out. Check it out. I, 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 I got to say, uh, Springsteen, when the Iguanas were playing our, our, our uh, regular Sunday night at the Maple Leaf, which we did for years and years, Springsteen showed up and one time with his wife, Patty, and they were hanging out. And uh, on the break, we, Joe went and talked to him and, and said, hey, you want to play a tune or something? So Springsteen got up and, and fronted the band for oh, two wow. or three songs. Well, that's pretty cool. I got to say, man, and, and you know, I, I kind of feel like you guys. I, I, I never, like, owned the records or anything. Mm-hmm. But, man, that guy pushes so much air just as a guy standing on an 18-inch mm-hmm. stage. He has so much energy coming off of the stage. It's, it's, it's like... You know, suddenly you have a jet engine. Sure. There, it's 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 really remarkable. You know, I, I remember being shocked by it. Like, wow, that's fucking incredible. Now man. he just does have a gift. How much? How just the, you know the the. You know, like Dave Perner is kind of like that. You know, mm. he's just get up with a, a, a guitar and and just has so much energy coming coming off. It's really it's really shocking. It's pretty cool. Anyway, so you're from New Jersey. Uh, uh, I am. I'm a, a, a proper piece of shit from Jersey. But <laughs> it's how people. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm a piece of shit from Jersey. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll hear you sometimes go into some of your uh, your uh, local accents there. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty hilarious. 
not something I, I hear a lot of around here. So, so you followed Michael down here, was that, or you were here? Uh, it, it, it was sort of uh, Paul Sanchez and Michael were kind of the reasons that I ended up down here. Okay. Um, Michael and I, at, at the time, 10 years ago, Michael and I were a couple. We were okay. a little May-December romance, mm-hmm. and uh, he was obsessed with New Orleans. So I would come down here with him, and then... Uh, he was singing with Paul and working on this project called Nine Lives, mm-hmm. which is you know this sprawling musical, right. uh, you know, based between Betsy and Katrina and all mm-hmm. the lives of all the people uptown, Ninth Ward, Seventh Ward. Um, and uh, they asked me to write the script for the musical version that they were doing, and so oh, okay. that brought me down here for four or five months, and then we were staging that. And finally, I was just I, I looked at my partner and was like, "We live in a." 249 square foot studio with a 70 pound mastiff and it costs us $2,100 a month and I feel pretty maxed out on New York at this point. What do you think about what do you think? If I'm already spending half my time there like let's just get out of here man. This this city's a mousetrap. Let's get out. And he was like "Eh, eh, okay that's a great (laughs) idea. So we just we, we literally packed up the car one day and came down and that was in 2016. Cool. And since then, your husband, Ray, who Ray Lopez was a former guest on our show. He is a, so a very troubled Michael, man. Right? So it's Michael. Yeah, yeah. Right, Michael I like Servers. to send all of my troubled men to you guys first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, wanted, to, we wanted to, yeah, you know, we wanted to work our way up to you. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, the troubled female is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So and then so Ray started uh, Nola MMA down here and has, yeah. has a successful business and y- you were involved with that as well right because you sure. you trained jujitsu yes yeah, so so Ray and I started training jujitsu and and martial arts while we were back in New York it was mm-hmm. actually funny the the whole reason we started martial when I met Ray. He was a overweight graphic designer with a serious weed habit. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of an underachiever, very funny, uh, but like a perfect, you know, mid twenties boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up in my thirties and I was like, "He's a professional cage fighter and he owns a gym and he's made out of like pure muscle and he's yep. uh, a little bit terrifying, but like very, very kind, wonderful." See, teacher. when he was on the show, I challenged him to a fight. How'd that work out for you? Well, he didn't. He didn't accept the challenge. <laughs> he he said must he, be terrified he, of you. He said that he had to go early that night. Remember? He did. He, did. he, he was yeah. teaching that night. He was yeah, teaching yeah, yeah. Muay Thai. He that said, night, "I have I to leave early." And I said, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> I mean, He's just trying we to do have the gym. Skirt, yeah, skirt, skirt the challenge. Yeah. Gym is open seven days a week. Down. You know, to like come by any time. I have my. This is my. This is All right, my, I'll yeah. tell you what. We'll we'll bring <laughs> the, the fight to room you. Room. Yeah, we're we'll, in the we'll ring room right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started training as well because you should always know how to fight your partner. I think that's important. Okay. One of you should not be more trained in combat than the other. Yeah. Well, um, okay. And when we got down here, I just you know. Yeah, my wife could take me easily. No, I, my wife's just going to kill me while I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah and I mean, that's, yeah. a, that, that's more of a Krav Maga thing, too, yeah. to kill someone when they're asleep versus... Yeah, yeah jujitsu is more like we're both conscious, we've agreed to this, we're going right. to see who we, can, who we can tap out, but... You know, I saw a photograph of you on Instagram this past week, and you were... I, I couldn't even figure out what I was looking at at first, <laughs> because it took my mind... Uh, it took me a second to... to, to solve the puzzle and what it was is you were supporting yourself on just your hands but you're you're you were in kind of a uh you describe you were, oh it. i think it was the lotus squat or something oh it's like. a crow pose yes. it's a where where your knees and your feet are up but you're balanced on your elbows and you're sort of tipped forward you look kind of like a bird that's about right, to right but you're bounce. only you're only you're only yes, supported you're by your hands. on your hands yeah that's crazy you have it's to be crazy. so strong to do that what is crazy is that i am a terrible athlete 
horrifically uncoordinated, uh, take direction appallingly. Never been gifted at sports, but uh, Ray's such a skilled coach, and my desire to not be the person in the relationship who couldn't couldn't survive an apocalypse, couldn't handle a fight, meant that uh, I've like I've spent the last five years really getting into it, and it's it's good stuff. I mean, you must be solid muscle though. Uh, I am now, but wow. I wasn't when I started. Crazy. When I started, I could maybe do like four or five minutes of jujitsu, and then I would throw up. I throw up. I couldn't do it. So when is his next fight? Uh, we're not sure when his next fight is. We're hoping it's going to be in the fall. He had um, something booked um, for Ring of Combat, but it fell through because his uh, his opponent uh, tested positive for something. That's what oh, it seemed okay. to happen. Some, but some Mexican supplements. He's a clean yes, yes. I, I think the yeah, Kool Aid yeah, yeah. or, or something had too much right, sugar right, in right, it, right. something like that. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> uh, but he does have eight fighters from our fight team at NOLA MMA fighting on December sixth here in New Orleans. I and saw that's so, coming up. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big event. It's so going to be a big event. From, eight fighters wow, from our crazy. school, um, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, all levels. Um, nice. Some of them in their twenties. Some of in their 30s, some are amateur, some are moving towards pro. I work as the um, the nutritionist and wellness coach for the team to try and help their recovery, their weight cuts, their nutrition be on point, their bodies be optimized as fighters so that mm-hmm. they can heal well. And so it's, it's a big deal for us when our fighters go in. And oh, sure. And do that. You know, you're, you're very invested. It's like a, a three hour just adrenaline rush right. followed by a two day adrenaline dump where you just uh-huh. need to be left alone. Yeah. But uh, it's incredible. So, okay, let's get back to show business. All right, sir. Uh, well, fighting show business, too. But you come down here, and you're working regularly down here. You're doing movies down here, commercials. You have an agent. Or, so the... Like, I know you're writing stuff. You're producing. You see more theater than anything. Well, so it, it, the trip down here was wonderful. Um, uh, Ray and I got married uh, at, at Cajun's Pub and, and threw a big old, you know, uh, Thanks for sloppy, inviting me. wonderful... I'm sorry, we Jeez. didn't know each other yet. But next time, when I get to divorced and remarried I promise <laughs> okay. uh, I'll invite right. you to the next one Manning it's going to be good right. um, but within three months of us getting down here I mysteriously went into multiple organ failure just like out of the blue I was 33 the city at the will do that to you yeah people had warned me yeah. but uh, yeah I had a, a very bad reaction to New Orleans um, yeah. well so what d- 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 Okay, well, you can finish your story. I want to get back to that, though. Sure, at, at sure. So the, the, the short version, the, the, the truncated version is I spent the first two years I was in New Orleans actually mostly in hospitals or mostly out mm. of state in hospitals trying to figure out why this had happened, what was going on. Got a handle on it, figured it out, said, all right, I'm done. I'm going back to New Orleans. Everyone said, you're crazy. I was like, no, I can figure this out. We can figure this out. And um, yeah, once I got back, uh, it took like a year to start to learn to eat solid food and mm. learn how to function in New Orleans and learn how to navigate some of the more complex medical systems And you're we well enough here. to get back to your art, your work. Uh, I'm performing again. Perform- um, I, I won a big, easy award earlier this year for my role in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the rock musical what was we your produced role? last year. Uh, Yitzhak, the oh, okay. uh, transgender uh, female to male uh, side man to uh, Hedwig. Okay, so do you t- have an agent role. down here? Do I don't. You, you just, I don't. You I just, just do wait stuff. for people to ask me to do stuff oh, okay. where we produce our own stuff. Because um, Renee and I have the same agent. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who, who is well, it? Uh, I don't want it's, to. It's an agency here. There's two, there's two big ones here. Which are the two big ones? Uh, fame and. Uh, Corral, Corral. Oh, okay. Right. Al Corral or something like that. Okay. And so do they send you out for all the Chippendale well, when auditions move- <laughs> or how does that work? Uh, when I moved down here in 2000, I signed up with them because I'm from Los Angeles. I've right, been acting right. since I was a kid. Yeah, since I was a kid. 
And I've done a lot of commercials down here, mm-hmm. some movie parts. Yeah, Manny's been very successful yeah. at it. Yeah, very successful. Yeah. Uh, well, Renee has it. No, I have not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you need a tinier bow tie. So you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't go out for any work like the TV shows that are filmed down here. The no, movie no. I mean, I had that. considered it, but when I first got down here, I was like, okay, so I'm Ill. sick. Yeah, uh, I'm that's sick. not a thing. And then right. uh, it was only a year ago that I started performing again. I was like, maybe I'm not any good at this anymore. And then right. it turned out, okay, I'm not, I'm not terrible at it. So we'll see what happens from here but um because there's a lot of work i haven't gone on an audition in a long time because mm-hmm. growing up in la it's kind of you're born into it kind of thing so it I sounds s- like you could get burnt out well i also realized at an early age that it, it all goes in cycles it's like okay you're hot for a year or two and then you're not hot you're Correct. back waiting tables again or whatever then you get older you don't yeah, be, you're not yeah. that leading guy anymore you're not you know you become a character and, and for women it's even harder for women and, yeah, yeah. and for women like me too, you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a queer woman who's like kind of androgynous looking. I'm small, I'm muscular. Like they're like, what do we do with right, her right, exactly? Right. And I'm like, dress me up like a boy. I'll win awards. Like yeah. that's. I <laughs> think you should be on the new MTV Real World. I I I think I would rather drink MTV Hamlock Real than do World, that. New but. Orleans. <laughs> oh, Real I don't think I'd get along with metary. any of those people. <laughs> Real World, Old Metairie. Real oh World, God. New Orleans East. New Orleans East. <laughs> okay, there you go. No, but uh, so it, like it comes and goes. So I, right. I, I'm just curious to see if you're out there because I I do go on audition every once in a while and I see people, you know, and 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 here here at the ring room there are a lot of members here who are young people who think they have a shot and you know, right. that kind of stuff. And I, I talk to them about it, and they're very enthusiastic. You so try to discourage sweet. them? Well, I, I just said... They <laughs> Let go, them down well, easy. They, I said to the you know, one guy I was in, uh, you know, just in the locker room with, and he was like, well, what was the last audition you did, Manny? I said, well, it was actually a pretty good one for a film. It's called, and I, I, I read for one of the leads, it's called They Saved Hitler's Seaman. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Were what you auditioning for that? the semen? He just what was the role? <laughs> the role was of Eichmann. Okay. All right. <laughs> who walked over, who followed Hitler with a towel and a box of tissues. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, the guy just walked away from me. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to our guest. Right, right. So, 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 uh, so you went into multiple organ failure. I did. No, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. <laughs> organ something. Um, so that, that's crazy. So what did it wind, wind up being? That, that uh, it, it took about two years to sort out, but it turns out So you were out misdiagnosed the whole time? Misdiagnosed. Look, gu- I, guesses at what it is. They said it's this. We'll treat you like this. You didn't get any better. Exactly, exactly. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, of people said we, we were positive we can figure this out. We'll test this. We'll do this. You'll have to do that. They were wrong every time. And Meanwhile, you're dying. Meanwhile, I'm dying. Right, right, I, I was right. down about 89 pounds. Oh, um, you know, we, we had tried pretty much everything imaginable. I'd been sick for a long time. You know, I was like not a super well child. I got diagnosed mm. with uh, autoimmune disease when I was in my 20s. But like I was always able to work. I was always able to limp along. It didn't uh-huh. seem like it was just like, oh, this is my thing to deal with. Like, okay. I'll be fine. Then multiple organ failure. You're like, oh, no, this I, like, I can't attention. deal with this. It's fine. So I ended up... Um, Okay, I was dying, and it was around Christmas, and uh, Michael, my bandmate, uh, went to GoFundMe and was just like, I'm afraid my best friend and my, my bandmate's going to die. Like, Can some people help us at least try and link her up with a good hospital and some funds mm. to pay for it? And uh, the New Orleans community, the theater community back in New York, people who had uh, been fans of our music, they cumulatively raised $90,000 in about 10 months, and I wow. got shipped to Cleveland Clinic. 
Um, Cleveland Clinic, uh, very, very fancy pants hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Mayo Clinic or Cleveland Clinic in the United States as far as great places. Um, but uh, they were able to diagnose me. They weren't able to tell me how I was going to be able to live or recover. Um, I was on something called TPN, which is nutritional life support. Um, mm. If you ever see me perform in like a dress, there's this little bullet hole looking thing. People are like, did you get shot? I'm like, no. That's where they stuck a tube in my heart and fed me a sugar syrup kind of like Mountain Dew, like into my heart to keep me alive because my intestines and everything beneath that had completely, they were paralyzed. They were completely shut down. No one totally knew why. They just knew that was the thing. Uh And uh, I just, like, I got fed up. I got fed up with spending that much money, being in hospitals all the time, being segregated from my friends and family. uh, and, And two big things happened at Cleveland Clinic. One was a stroke of luck where there was a massive flu outbreak. And so all of these patients had to be quarantined in individual rooms, but there weren't enough rooms. So I was one of the last patients that had to be moved to a different room because their, their roommate was, was ill with a communicable disease. Mm-hmm. And I got put on the VIP floor. So yeah. there's a floor at Cleveland Clinic that's like for traveling dignitaries, presidents, oh, okay. like major figures. And I ended up in the last available room on that floor. So the, the first thing that happened was I just started to receive a level of care that wasn't available to people. And really? I called it Gen Pop. It, you know, yeah, it was different. <laughs> yeah, I had been in Gen Pop and, and was sort of struggling there. And, you know, I'm, I'm on life support. And it, it was oh, all geez. just, it was very terrifying. But Is then, that the same room Kissinger stayed in? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so 100% okay. the same thing. Had his smell in it and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they actually spray, spray, Kissinger spray in there. Um, but so I started to see some of the tools that really, really rich, really important, really affluent people have access us to in hospitals when they're sick and was like that doesn't look anything like what you give the rest of us really i'm very curious to know about why these people have access to these tools when the rest of us don't so Mm -hmm. started taking notes um and then i got into uh, a program there that's for people with incurable diseases that are really hard to live with that works really hard to help them have normal lives it's you know it's called cprp and the goal of the program is to move uh, extremely sick patients from patient to person again you know you're not going to get cured there's no version of this where you're not still going to be sick Mm. but you might still get to live like a really full long life if you learn the right techniques to do it Uh that program was really successful for me so by the end of that program i was like um um, I'm good on the medical community. You guys are fucking this up a lot. Um, you're, you're messing up a lot of this, especially for women. I would have been diagnosed before the point of organ failure if my male doctors had not insisted that I was hysterical and making up my symptoms for two full years before I was actually an organ failure. Because people do that all the time, right? They just yeah, make People up, are definitely yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. hey, this part of my body doesn't work anymore. I need attention. Like, that's definitely how you do it. Right. Like, no. So basically, how... this like team of doctors is like from that movie, The Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen a priest? Yes. You know, that kind of thing. They've done everything they can. And, and what's Correct. your name? Ellen Burson says, you fuckers, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, that was you exactly all, the place we hit. You're always this answer. Now you're telling me to go see a priest? Yeah, actually, it was great. The, the one thing that's nice about having a partner who's an MMA fighter and heavily tattooed and kind of muscular is the power they sort of command in right. a room full of other yeah. people. And we were, we were sitting in a room with one doctor who's a guy and I was like look this hurts this doesn't work right this is agonizing I can't function and he was like well that's normal and Ray goes Ray goes uh, excuse me do you have a vagina and the guy goes no he goes then how the fuck would you know and uh, it, like nice. shut the room down and I was like I really appreciate having you as my patient advocate right now it's pretty yep, cool yeah. so um, once I, I stabilized enough and was able to come off life support I was like mm. um, my background's in investigative journalism oh, okay. um, and I was like 
there's so many things I've been able to figure out before. I'm positive I can figure out more about this. Like surely there there are just things that are falling through the cracks or you know you end up in a major hospital like that and you realize that you have this amazing team of like the 30 best doctors. Not one of them's fucking talking to each other. Yeah. They're they're all making different recommendations and things. Mm. They don't talk to each other. They connect no dots and they don't listen to you and I was like, "All right. So Let's re- reevaluate this. And I started to do a lot of research, travel to different cities as they stabilized, would bring a friend as a, a medical proxy in case I had an emergency, and I would mm-hmm. research and I would talk to experts and wow. uh, started to find out that I had all the signs of this rare genetic uh, condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is genetic mutations that changes the connective tissue in your body. So wow. almost everything's made out of connective tissue. Your eyeballs, your intestines, your heart, your, uh-huh. your you know reproductive organs, your skin, your ligaments, it's all... So it affects all those Systems. It affects all those systems, and wow. so it made sense all of a sudden, like, why would I have all these symptoms all over the place that don't seem connected but are clearly connected because they all affect each other? Mm-hmm. Um, so you I wound once, up diagnosing yourself? I winded up uh, successfully diagnosing myself. I went to wow. another doctor who was an expert in, in EDS and, and or, the type of organ failure that I had and said, do you mm-hmm. think I have this? And he went over my notes, and he was like, you nailed it, girl. Wow, um, crazy. And so once I got that, I was like, okay, I, I, I get this now. I know what this is. I have to live differently from had other people. Had you not done that, you, you wouldn't have ever found that guy, because why would you would go to him? him. No. Nobody else figured that out. That's so wild. No. No, it's it's totally wild, and it 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 was one of those moments where you, uh, you know, I was on a floor with other people and a lot of other women my age that were similar with uh, similarly sick with mm-hmm. similar symptoms and some young men too. But my illness affects women more than uh, men. It seems to be carried along the chromosome that makes you female more often than not. Okay. Um, and of the twelve people I knew with the illness at the same time, six of them have died in the last oh. three years, oh, and uh, I, I haven't. And the other two women that I know who had the have the same diagnosis that I have, who were like, "Okay, we're going to try this protocol. We're going to follow this research." We're still sick. Like some days are bad, but like I can perform again. They can go out on dates with their husbands. Some of them are back to work. So and you're having a cocktail tonight. I am having a cocktail yeah, tonight. No I'm, I'm having, right. I'm, you know, I'm sipping ginger juice and hanging out with some very troubled men. Like <laughs> nice. this, I'm, I am right back where <laughs> right, I started, right. way right. before all this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's well, not it's, bad. Speaking of cocktails, Manny, I think it's a time to uh, well, yeah, uh, take yeah. a little break. Yeah, huh? I think so. It's time for the next round. Yeah, yeah. So uh, will you stay here? Yeah, yeah. Because you're exciting to us. Hold down the fort. Yeah, yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, and we're going to take a break like we always do, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Yes. Back in the ring room. Yes. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yes. I am Renee Coleman. Back with Miss Kimberly Kay. Kimberly Kay. So, so you you did all this uh, self-diagnosis. Through all that, you wind up becoming a uh, a patient advocate. Yeah. Is one of your jobs, one of your six (laughs) jobs you have. A side hustle as a side hustle. uh, Right, right. Side hustle. And and so so uh, you know you you recently completed uh, or uh, or mostly completed your training in this uh, certification in patient advocacy and and so you're able to do this for other people what you did for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you know being a gal, um, being a younger gal, being a tattooed gal, being an alt looking gal, and like some very okay. conservative you have tattoos? hospitals. I do. I have a lot of tattoos. Really? Um, they're really? definitely visible when you're in a hospital gown. <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. sure. <laughs> 
But uh, I found that uh, I had the experience that was surprising that when my male partner was in the room, I got spoken to one way. And when I was uh-huh. alone, I got talked to like I was a fucking idiot, yeah. which was Jeez. really challenging because of someone who's, you know, like not an I'm, idiot. Yeah, I'm yeah. not an idiot. I'm not a genius. But, you know, I've written for uh, The Economist. I've written for uh, The New York Post. I've written for The New York Daily News. Right. Um, I've been a research assistant on on some not insignificant books in the past of some really wonderful mentors who were who brilliant mm-hmm. um it was challenging to to be spoken to that way and to be told you don't know what's going on with your body and i'm like well i'm the one living in it right i'm having these very direct feedback experiences you don't have my illness you don't live with it and so why not collaborate with me on this and right. i found that there was just like a very rigid like no we won't collaborate with you on this you either do this or you're non-compliant and then you're blackballed and that's a thing that can happen in hospitals now yeah uh, at one point they were discussing that i was going to need a six organ transplant mm. because <laughs> and cuz that sounds like a great plan like yeah. what could possibly go wrong yeah right 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 um, and so you know they were open I, you I was, up going in under yeah, the hood well, we're going yeah, to totally, drop, we're, a, new, we're, we're drop gonna, a new v8 in there we're going <laughs> to drop an entirely new living room kitchen and guest bathroom in here and you should be fine yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it was like no, no but talk to me more about that and like we don't need to talk to you more about it all you need to do is comply and I, it, the idea that all of a sudden oh the people want to do things to your body they want to change it they and they want to talk to you in a way that's kind of like gaslighting and, and kind mm. of like oh you don't know what's best well, don't for you don't you think the medical industry is just like any other industry it's assembly line it's assembly line so like Renee and I have the same doctor. Yes, we have a Troubleman podcast staff physician. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. And I go to him, you know, for my annual physical mm-hmm. every year. And he does all the work, the blood work, the urine, you know, he does it all. And, and I go there complaining about stuff. Mm-hmm. I say, well, this doesn't feel right. You know, that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And that's really not right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, I should not be that yeah, color. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but then all, the tests all come back, and uh, says you're healthy. You're so, normal, right? Yeah, it's like whatever you're doing, Manny, keep it up. That's what he always says to me. <laughs> you're like, I don't feel like I should. I feel well, like that's the, the thing. I'm like, getting well, wait is a minute. I no, I, I don't think I should keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> if you know what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah, if you, you know what I'm doing, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should, I said, well, you know, everything's fine. I go, and then the last time he called me, and, and he goes, well, you know, your, your liver's fine. I said, what? it's <laughs> not possible I said really I've worked so hard sure? to ruin it really he goes yeah all the numbers uh, whatever, enzyme levels, enzyme yeah, levels yeah. and all he goes and I'm like are you sure <laughs> you know because I really this is Manny Chevrolet yeah, right? <laughs> yeah it's, it's like he goes yeah and the kidneys seem to be fine right uh, the heart rate's fine you know all this stuff he goes you can maybe lose a few pounds you know I was like hey Really? <laughs> like, that seems wrong. You know? And I said, well, all right, I'll see you next year. Right. <laughs> well, so something that was interesting that was happening is in, in the year leading up to me getting, you know, diagnosed, I kept getting, even though I was clearly in organ failure, even though things were clearly not, there's so you can't donate your organs. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not a candidate for, I can't even donate blood. Like, they, oh, nobody okay. wants any of my parts. Okay. Um, I what about prob- your eyes? Because you got great eyes. Thank you. They're, they're great, but uh, I've been told that they're going to degenerate as I get older because your eyes are made out of connective tissue. I don't know, I oh, think they're fantastic, right. so whatever. There's a lot of things <laughs> happening in the world that I don't really want to see, so if they go right. out, it might, it might exactly. be a blessing at this okay. point, but... 
Uh, so I, I kept having the same experience where people were saying, there's nothing wrong with you, there's nothing yeah, wrong with you. Whatever like, you're doing, I feel keep it up. Yeah. in the core of my soul that yeah. you're incorrect about that, and mm. my body is, is reflecting that you're wrong about that. So when I finally stabilized enough, got back to New Orleans, and... Um, had had the experience that I did and saw what was what the rich people were getting, right. what, yeah. what the VIPs were getting and how yeah. different it is. So rich people on the VIP floors were getting stem cell therapies, light therapies, temperature manipulation. There were very little surgery, very little medication. So you're not getting it movement. because they know you can't afford it, right? Is yeah. that the oh, reason? Yeah, I, well, I was just on the floor witness to it. There was yeah. no pl- no place else to get it. Uh, and, well, and you don't deserve people, it is what it comes I don't down deserve to, it. You know, no, definitely like these not. people deserve it. That's how you can tell because they have money. Yes, so yes. Yeah. No, money is definitely a measure of, of, of your worth as a human being, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. you deserve to be alive. For right, sure, right. For sure. Um, but uh, I, you know, when I got back, I was like, okay, look, if my experience is happening to other people, and I think it is happening to other people, then there's a couple things I need to do. One, I need to let other people in my tax bracket know uh, surgery and prescriptions are definitely like, if you get hit by a bus, you should definitely go to the hospital. Like, right, right. Uh, if you are overdosing, you should definitely go and do the thing pharmaceutically okay. that's going to reduce okay. that overdose. Good to know. Good but to if know. you have a chronic <laughs> yeah. illness, <laughs> nation, yeah, yeah nation, you should go uh, and do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, take Kim's advice. So, yeah. trouble yeah. nation. If you're take overdosing, yeah, they're, they're yeah. not wrong about yeah, that. Hospital, if you okay. walk out tonight and get hit by a bus, go to the hospital. Okay. But right. All of this other stuff, it was like, uh, I feel like this is part of an equation that, that's not being um, addressed for people in certain tra- tax brackets. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about it. I want to know how it works. I want to know how it works on a cellular level. I want to know how, if there are versions of it that are more affordable that people like us can have access to. Mm-hmm. So I went back to school. I, I went to the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, which is the prerequisite for becoming a, a functional nutritionist. Um, I, I couldn't eat solid food, and I couldn't eat any food that didn't come through my heart for hmm. over a year. Jesus. So relearning to eat, relearning about nutrition, relearning about how So you your didn't swallow anything. I mean you couldn't didn't swallow anything. Couldn't because there was like, no way for it to leave my so they body. Just put oh, it into wow. your, yeah, they put it in yeah, there. Yeah, so they they your bullet hole. This bullet hole was oh, a w- there was a tube here and it would it was attached in my neck. I'm pointing for mm-hmm. the people at home to my neck. Uh, it, it anchors around your collarbone and then the top of the tube sits at the uh, the superior vena cava, the, uh-huh. the giant, nice open vein at the beginning of your heart. And so it drips a sugar syrup into your uh, heart Damn. so that your body has enough glucose and protein. And so you're, you you're a petite though. woman already, so you must have lost a lot of weight. I looked like a Holocaust survivor. Okay. Um, because yeah. in, in, in the late 80s, I was in a car accident and I broke my jaw. Oh, yeah. Really? So you were be, sipping through. I was wired shut for three months. Yeah. And I went from like 135 pounds to 112 yeah. in like a 10 week span. So I'm sitting. Sitting here at 120 pounds right now is 89 pounds when okay. I entered oh, the yeah. hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah. And, and you're fragile, you're weak. Um, you're weak, you're fragile, and, and you can't yawn. No. I couldn't yawn. Oh, well, Because yeah. I was wired shut. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, you wake up in the mor- every morning, you want to yawn. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, a, know, it's a reflex. It's, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, you're and right. Forget I didn't about even having think about sex, that. man. Right, that right, was right, tough. right. Yeah, right. that's. <laughs> yeah, that was not an option during that particular so, I mean, period of time. I, I mean, to this day, I won't drink a smoothie. 
This, I this understand was, yeah. that. This is like 25 I really years understand ago, that. You were so drink, sick of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah, day, yeah. smoothie for lunch, smoothie for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, good. I, I will that's not good. drink a, a fucking smoothie or a protein <laughs> drink. I don't care if it's a, a, Insure, fuck you, Insure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I will not drink those. But it was You're, amazing, though, how fast I gained the weight back. Your body really does want to heal. I mean, yeah. it's, it's true. I know that sounds like some woo-woo nonsense, but like when your body is given the signal like, I want to fix you, I love you, and I'm not ready to die, it's like, okay, let's do this thing. Huh, like, yeah. it's, it's very driven because, you know, to work you're doing again. That, your stomach goes from this to this. Yep. Shrinks so, down. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's tiny. So, but it took no time for it to go it's, back. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I was hungry. My body was saying, "Right, yeah, oh, I bet you were starving." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, starving. And, and starving, you know, people like uh, they they really demand like starving is wild. Like starving can induce hallucinations. Starving oh, can induce yeah, sure. psychosis. Starving can induce mood swings, like you wouldn't believe. Because oh yeah, there's, there's no way to regulate what's going yeah, on. Cannibalism. It'll yeah, yeah, cannibalism. yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, no, you you no, look at the dog; it turns into a giant turkey leg. <laughs> like in cartoons. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all that. So. <laughs> um, you know, the shorter Working version is uh, I, I got back from all that. Uh, I stabilized. I went back to school because I wanted to learn more about these things that I had seen but not really understood. Um, started to learn how they worked, how your mitochondria and your cells function, how certain organs can respond, how people really need bio-individual medicine that, mm. you know, what I was witnessing on those those VIP floors wasn't so much, oh, they have access to all these tools. It's each one of these persons, their genetics was upset, uh, uh, assessed by a professional, mm-hmm. uh, their microbiome, the things that live in their body were assessed, right. and uh, their individual needs as a person based on how their body functions was assessed, and they were given a treatment protocol based on that. And I was like, that is not happening for people who are not rich. We're told, take this pill, this is the dose of it. This is what we give this everybody. This is what we do. This yeah. we give everybody where you're male, male female, gay, right. straight, black, white, you know, right. 300 pounds, 200. That's it. This is what it looks like. And I was like, bio individual medicine that's specific to the person. This is this is what we need access to. So that's kind of what you do now as a as a as a, uh, a patient advocate, or I'm not using the correct word. That's I mean. So my my certification is uh, is it, you know as I move through right now, it's a, a functional medicine health coach. So basically, I, I sort of help people look at um, their genetics uh, at their um, uh, not just their genetics, but their. Um, uh, like their diets, how they right. handle their stress, what type of personality type they are, what kind of trauma they had. Are you a rape victim? Are you somebody who was beaten by your dad? Were sure. you bullied relentlessly? Like, how's your nervous yes. system yes, sort of trauma? All, all this stuff. Uh, um, I thought you were talking to me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to your session later, Renee. I'm so, I'm so sorry. sorry. I thought we already started. <laughs> um, you know, actually, so something happened to me that, that I thought of you and I was going to call you, but it's, they snuck it on me before I could even call you. Oh, no. Yes. So Entergy came by and put mm. a fucking 5G meter on my home. They're shady about that, aren't on they? On my home. Now, yeah. they, they, they showed are. up the first day, and I talked to the guy. I said, mm, you know, I really don't want that. He goes, well, here, you don't have to do it. Here, take this card, and you can call. And I was like, okay, let me talk to, yeah, to, to, uh, to Kim. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the guy's like, yeah, cool. So then I come home the next day. And uh, all the lights are blinking. I said, uh, my wife's like, can you uh, reset the router, uh, the modem? Oh, I said, no. yeah. And I said, um, what happened? Did something happen? She goes, um, yeah, the energy turned the power off for about 30 seconds. I said, uh, Why? why'd they do that? <laughs> mm. She goes, they, they put a 5G meter. And I said, Tana, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, well, I don't know. I was like, so now... 
So 5G meters, um, it, it's it's uh, it's it's very controversial. It's very controversial. They they give off uh, uh, RF radiation. Yes, EMF, uh, uh, electromagnetic frequencies. It right, gets into your house. Well, it go, it can penetrate. It gets into your DNA. Actually, it goes is what through the your research skin, yeah. uh, suggests currently. Well, so now. Something I was going to ask you about, I mm-hmm. thought, well, if I don't have it on my house, mm-hmm. but my neighbor has it on his house and the neighbor on the other side has it, is it really any difference? I there, mean, so there is a difference. So you can, and look, I am speaking generally because we have not done comprehensive studies on this yet because they don't want to do comprehensive studies on it right. just yet because if everybody's like, I don't want this, then they don't get to release like their billions and billions of dollars worth of like super cool new phones, computers, ear pods, watches, all the stuff that re- requires 5G to run. But um, the short version is uh, that it looks like there is some research that suggests if you're being bombarded in your own house by EMFs from a 5G router like every day, if you're a totally healthy person with no genetic abnormalities, no gene polymorphisms, you should probably be fine. You might get a headache from it sometimes. A but headache. Like, you should be fine. However, if you are one of the billions of people on the planet who has uh, genetic abnormalities, gene polymorphism uh, issues, brain okay, damage, right tissue He's damage, I'm pretty sure all of us in New Orleans are basically just a Petri dish experiment well, at this I, point. Right. I got them to, they installed it in my house, okay. and my bills have been like 40% lower. Really? It yeah. will save you money, yeah. but I refuse to let <laughs> no, them. I'm, I'm, I'm on board for that. Sure. No, no. <laughs> You're like, actually, <laughs> cheaper uh, electricity fuck my DNA. and a shorter life. That uh, sounds cheaper, like you know, totally it's fine. Mandy totally and I, fine. every day we get up, we're like, oh, this again? You know, it's, <laughs> well, it's like, it. oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah, really? Know, well, I wake up screaming every yeah. day. <laughs> sure. Like yeah. a rooster. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, just at the like, shock no. that he's got to face it all. Again. No. I just wake up screaming. You know, I was, I was listening back to the show from, from last week, and uh, we're discussing, you know, Blake and I, Blake Amos was our guest. This awesome. just came out today. Um, and he's saying how he, he has a charmed life. I was saying, yes, I, I feel like I've been very, very fortunate in my life. And Manny's saying, no, it's a struggle. It's a, every it day is a struggle. And I was thinking <laughs> to myself, I was like, you know, as long as, uh, you know, I, I'm so happy to live somewhere where people don't get to hit me with a stick. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of places, in, in a, a lot of places in the world, people do get to hit you with a stick. Yeah, no, it's true. So, right. so you know, as long as I'm not getting hit with a stick, I feel like I'm way ahead of no, the game. No, you're right. We, no, we are privileged to not to be hit by sticks. As long as you don't go have to fetch stick. that stick. Right. <laughs> they hit you, and then you've got to catch you got to go. Yeah, some places, yeah. Are, well, that, now you're talking about my childhood again. <laughs> anyway... Um, but uh, so the five G meters, yeah. So it's so it's it's basically going to cook us from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's not going to be everybody. But children are vulnerable. Pregnant women are vulnerable. People with autoimmune diseases are believed to be uh, vulnerable. And people who have altered cellular function, like cancer patients, mm-hmm. um, are are considered to be more vulnerable to s- some of the side effects of these things. And the problem is that they haven't tested long-term what those side effects are going to be. Sure. Could they be, you turn a delightful shade of blue and you look beautiful like a like an Avatar character? Okay. Sure, we don't know. Could okay. it be you Something get horrific brain to. cancer? Okay. It could also be that. So right. there, there's kind of a like, could, could we just slow down and just research this? Do you this? think though maybe these Entergy people who came were just actors? 
Oh yeah, we're all in the Matrix, man. Well, you yeah, know well, that, right? Like, like they, they're all they brought, they brought actors in to try to try to swift the uh, shift the, uh, the city blame. the city council into voting for that plant in New Orleans East. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah astroturfing. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Well, the guy was very nice. He, he was very personable, yeah. and, and we actually talked. Turned out he's a musician too. And we, uh, yeah, he probably has the When you're bonding with people, you're supposed to be treating like an adversary. You're like, ah, crap. Well, no, that's the guy like, that hey. said, okay, no sweat, you don't want it? I'll, here, I'll just uh, leave gotcha, this card. Gotcha. And then then it wasn't him. I'm sure it was some some other agent from the agency right. came out back and, right. and uh, you know, hoodwinked my wife when I was gone. <laughs> you know, bamboozled her. Are you sure your wife's not the agent? Well, I'm not. Honey, they I'm came really, by I'm, I'm really, and I, I'm I don't really know what. Not. <laughs> I'm not sure of anything anymore. The word agent is always like cool, but yet not so cool. <laughs> nefarious. Yeah, exactly. Cool, but nefarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the, the agency, you know. Yeah. Like part, I'm an agent. Yeah, you know, central intelligence agent. Yeah. agency. It's, you know, he's an company. agent. He's yeah, yeah, an yeah. agent for the other side. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know. like so agent anyway, 99. so you're doing well. You're drinking alcohol again. You're singing out in there. moderation. In, 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 in extreme moderation. moderation. And you're like you're you're doing a little bit of flaca. You're doing the flaca <laughs> still, right? Yeah, she, you know, every once in a while, you know, you gotta, you gotta cut loose. You gotta right. cut loose on New Year's Day or something like that. Uh, you just, I, I you am just eat some flaca. Uh, I am a fan of plant medicine. I, I think that uh, you know, just are you a, a fan good... of these plant burgers? No, no, <laughs> I am nasty, not. Well, it even just a sounds little nasty. bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't have to look at it. it just In fact, sounds I literally nasty. just uh, so I run a Patreon called Chronically Chill yes, for, for people that. like yeah, me. Yeah. Chronically um, Chill. Uh, Chronically Chill. So I so I have a practice here in town where I, I do do individual health coaching with people that can be professional fighters with Ray's Gym, or it can be people. I work with a lot of people with autoimmune diseases, a mm. lot of people with chronic illnesses that are like, look, I want to function but I have this thing that's an obstacle to it how do I get through that so I work with them on that but for people who kind of like I don't need to work one on one but I do want to have more of this information and I want I want to know the person researching it I, I want to know that I can trust the person researching it that they're going to be like hey, this this is what the research actually says mm. there's a lot of fake health news out there now sure. um uh, so I run a Patreon called Chronically Chill, and you can you can charge, you can donate five bucks to my cause, or you can like book sessions with me for for more money. But people send me questions and say, hey, you know, my doctor wants me to try this medicine, or they said this diet is stupid and it doesn't work. What does the science actually say? I don't know how to read studies. I do know how to read studies, right. so. I use the the chronically chill account to kind of like you know get into all of that stuff, and nice. I actually just made a chronically chill post about like look. If you want to have junk food and you're a vegetarian, go for it. Enjoy your plant-based burger. But if you think that that is a healthy thing for a human being to eat, wrong. you're fucking wrong. Yourself, yeah. like, <laughs> and here are the 17 ways that these things are terrifying. They're made in a Petri dish. like sure. They're very strange. And one of them uh, it actually has three ingredients that have never been tested in humans ever before. So well, like right now, now no, we are, no, we are literally experimenting well, on yeah. vegans and vegetarians yeah. all over yeah, the a, country it's a, it's a right now. Beta, beta, uh, yes, exactly. Right exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting real time feedback. You know, I'm glad you, you brought this up because Manny, I have, I have a piece of news for you. What's so, and You're for leaving? The, for the net. No, no, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> thank God no, for the nation in general. So, um, uh, up until now, we, we've, we've done this just out of the goodness of our hearts, and we will continue to do it. But now you can actually support the Trouble Men podcast. Oh, yeah? But, yes, because now we have, uh, we have uh, the, 
the uh, Troubled Men Cocktail Fund, which it's a oh it's a God. link right there on 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 the show notes and the links uh, of, so of they'll pay for our of, rounds. Of, of, yeah, well, so you can get on there and and click on the, the Troubled Men Cocktail Fund, also on the uh, Troubled Men co- uh, Troubled Men podcast page. At the bottom of that, there's a link to our uh, PayPal me slash. Trouble Men podcast account, and you can you can donate, you can support the uh, Trouble Men oh, podcast. Wow. Listen, the rounds. holidays are coming, nation, and I, I double up on the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to need as much money as possible. So you know, it's it's not that all the money will go to drinks, but it's not that none of the money will go to drinks. Right. But uh, you know, but but you know, we, we do have expenses every every month, and so you know, if you if, if you enjoy the show, maybe consider uh, you know supporting the Trouble Men podcast. So that's yeah, that's we enough have of that. a lot. I endorse of, that. I really do. A, a but don't buy them. Plant-based burgers. Yeah, don't, no, 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 no. We no don't. I want to eat a burger. I want the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree yeah. with that. So you know your body. Everyone, I see my grandmother who was from uh, Guadalajara, Mexico, mm. and she was, uh, you know, she grew up on not a farm. Zacatecas. No, that was my grandfather. Oh, okay. He was from Zacatecas. Yes. And he came to the California. Him and his buddy, and the last they were in Palm Springs trying to get to L.A. Uh, they drank their own urine to stay, stay alive. Really? Nice hydration trick. Yeah. Very wow, well man. done. Yeah, they drank. And then, um, and then my grandfather killed him, his friend. No, I'm kidding. Drink his blood. So cannibalism, yeah, yeah. all right. Interesting. No, no, but my grandmother always do. said this, and she was a great cook and all that, you know, old Mexican woman. Um, she said, uh, your body, like your stomach is like a bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. You have to just keep it at that right temperature always. Oh, that's so good. She always said that. You always got to keep it right at the right temperature always. So, because everyone knows their own body. And what did she mean Absolutely. by that, you think? Well, I think she meant uh, that um, basically, you know, your body is your temple, whatever. And okay. if you like, if you like your soup, little hot or you like it warm you like it in the middle you mm-hmm. get a little cool but you your body knows what you like okay so if you're fucking you know putting pork rinds or you know fucking cheetos and pringles in your body and and all of a sudden you feel your body just go what the fuck right. are you doing uh-huh. you know then you do something else take that of, as a sign yeah take yeah, that yeah. as a sign you need to add some 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 goodness some vegetables some potatoes some mm-hmm. chicken broth or whatever and keep that soup just keep that soup the way you like to eat your soup. Okay. You can ruin a soup with the wrong ingredients. Exactly. You can ruin a soup by salt, cooking it at the wrong temperature, temperature too high and too long. It's a really good analogy. Spice. Yeah. yeah. She always told me that. She goes, you know, keep you know, your, your body's like a soup. Yeah. She's not wrong. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. But um, something that's been really rewarding, something I, I really love about being back in New Orleans and being healthy is... Uh, being able to bring some of this information and some of these these management tools that are not over expensive, that are not five six thousand dollars, you know, the musician community, the artist community, New Orleans is dead last in the nation for healthcare. We yeah. are dead last, dead last. Yeah. I mean, like, oh my god! Not only that, but we have um, infant mortality rates and mother mortality rates mm. in uh, Louisiana that are as uh, that are worse than some second world nations. Yeah. So. We're obviously doing something wrong here. Um, And people who have a lot of money have access to fixing it. But people who are kind of like us and and who are are involved in the arts and who are keeping the culture of the city interesting enough that people keep coming here, we don't have those resources. So uh, my goal was to come back and was like, if if I'm going to be alive, if I'm going to be doing this, 
everything I went through is only valid if I'm bringing it to other people so that they can have access to it. And so I do run my, my business's donation basis so that if you live below the poverty line or you're stupid, falling all over yourself rich, like you can come and see me and we can talk mm-hmm. about it and figure out a plan that, that, that fits your thing. I think, New, I think nice. Louisiana and New Orleans deserve more of that type of care. Wow, good for Definitely. you. Good for you. Thanks, Definitely. y'all. Holy moly. Well, listen, um, I, I, we could go on forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so, so, but so other, another thing, just to fit in, you have the Hottest Hell Tours. I that, do, that I run. do. So, another, yeah. so, you, so you run uh, uh, French we, Quarter we do, we do, and, and we, uh, downtown we, um, tour business. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you know, but one of the only really great industries we have here in Louisiana right now is tourism. And so it's, it's lovely to be talking to people about health and to be singing songs and shit like that. But uh, you got to be able to, to pay your bills as well and we were like what do we do so um we opened up our own tour company uh doing you know some of the the ghosty spooky haunted tours but we didn't want it to be cheesy you have a bunch of actors people that are good storytellers that uh, yeah we, i got a couple of the other actors and musicians that i've worked with here in town mm-hmm. that just people who are great storytellers right. and people who are not like hey you know what i want to do lie to some tourists <laughs> about some bullshit yeah. that never happened and we were just like look this city's interesting enough tell the stories tell them well treat people with respect don't treat them like they're stupid and uh, we've been open four months, and uh, out of 307 tour companies in the city, we are ranked number four as of today. Wow. Nice. Good Which for you. Which is, like, really, really cool. So. Are you, uh, is Sydney Smith number one? I think he is, yeah. actually. Okay. And, and that's fine. One. He's been doing this for yeah. so long. Like, yeah. good yeah. good, yeah. good on him. We're a tiny little company. Yeah. He's There's a only five guest. of us. He was a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I remember. I listened to yeah. that podcast. He, it was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Except Renee cut out some stuff I said. <laughs> no, not on that. I did not. I didn't yeah. cut anything out on that. That's, that, that the red dress. No, thing. that wasn't that. On, that wasn't that yeah, episode. I think it was. Okay, all right. Uh, Our Manny will never let me live that down. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's, you know, said it was too crude. Okay, I, I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> Manny. I can't apologize enough. Jesus Christ, you're never going to let me live that no, down. No, I won't. Okay, all right. Guys, I you, told you, you clearly love each other. I, you know, I let's not you. bring up the past. Okay, so listen. Yes, moving forward. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we leave tonight, um, we did a read. We're all gonna make out. No, we did. did. <laughs> we did a. We were asked to do a read through. I hadn't met you mm-hmm. uh, for some mutual friends of ours, and um, I've done them over the years. You mm-hmm. know, read throughs. I'm sure, I'm sure you've done them too. And uh, honestly, what did you really think of that read through? I thought that that read through one, the fact that it was taking place in the middle of a, a hurricane, right. uh, it had a very New Orleans feel. I really liked it. I thought that you were one of the most gifted, ornery, foul mouthed, uh, <laughs> well, Latin or Hispanic descent characters yeah. I've ever done a reading with. Truly, I'm not sure if they wrote the <laughs> role especially for yeah. you, <laughs> but if they did or didn't, I don't care. I, I, I want to see Manny, uh, potential future mayor, play that role in the future. Right on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The food was great. <laughs> the food was That's great. But here, yeah. here is my favorite part of that reading. Actually, and I've, I've told this story to people before I met you, is that so I was seated next to Manny at that reading, and yeah. it, it was oh, a good never script. Never met each other. Right. Never met each other, but we were sitting next to each other. He and I both had some little scattered scenes, and I was sitting next to him. He read his scene. I laughed my ass off. And then I had one of the most pure moments with an artist I ever had because Manny was next to me and he read his scenes and then he thumbed through all the rest of the pages of the script to see how much longer we were all going to be there. And he goes, 
<laughs> Pretty much. Full audibly. <laughs> and when you meet an actor, you have to understand that when an actor gets a script, they just go, me, 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 other people, fuck this page, fuck this page, it doesn't matter. Me, me, God, me, about fuck that. these that, people, yeah, fuck yeah. these people. So, yeah, yeah uh, I, I would say that not only do I, lo- uh, I love Luke and Megan, the, the writers, but that moment was one of the purest moments of any performer. Well, they, they videotaped that reading. They did, they did. Yeah, they did. I, I so I hope we see it. Yeah, I hope we see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope that show goes, man. I'd like to well, see it. Well, yeah, it, it's oh. basically, you know, because anything in, in, in entertainment, Hollywood, it's, it's hurry up and wait. For sure. You know, so that's what I was looking at. I was like, okay, I don't have to say anything for the next 22 pages. Yeah. I can't walk over and get another drink. All right, you know, you know. The I food's there, but I'm not allowed to eat yeah, it. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just the, <laughs> <laughs> just the resentment. I appreciated your. You were living your truth out loud, Manny. Living your truth. Well, <laughs> Luke and Megan knew what they were getting into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah, you. Right a shout out to Luke and Megan. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Which uh, we want to have Megan on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. love to have her. She's yeah, a just, wonderful I just met her writer. for the first time. She, oh, she came really? to the last. Uh, loose cattle oh, gig, and, okay. I, and, I, and I, okay. I, she was talking to Michael, and I, no, and I, I, no. Uh, well, we've had Luke on the show, yeah, yeah, and he was off the lukewarm, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the lukewarmers, yeah. Uh, uh, Megan well, is a remarkable woman guy. in talent in yeah. the city, so Very she's talented, great. Yes. All right. Well, I think we've uh, yeah, we covered a lot. Thank you so much, Kim. Thanks it's, for it's having been, me. It's been great to 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 talk to you. I've, you know, I've been wanting to have you on for a long time, so. Thank you so much for, for doing this. I love you, and, gentlemen. Oh, love do we you have a sticker for her? We do have a sticker. Thank you, man. Oh, I, my God. I always forget. That. I always forget. I always forget. Yeah, yeah, we um, have a... Well, you know, as, as I get the sticker out, Manny, we we always say on the Trouble Never podcast, uh, we say uh, trouble, trouble never, never ends. But the struggle continues. Good night. Good night. Good night. I was down to St. James and Pummery. Summer, baby, there She was stretched out on a long white table So sweet, so cool, so pale It was down by old Joe's barroom on the corner of the square They were serving drinks as usual And the usual crowd was there
be my pallbearers. The pretty women who sing a song. It's a jazz. 